Hello, and thank you for joining us today for Conversations and Support. Today is December 2nd, 2018, and I'm your host, Renata. It is December, you guys. It is the Christmas month already. Um, part of this year went real slow for me, the beginning of the um, year, but now it seems to be speeding up real fast. Um, so I'm hoping that Charles is able to get in. I um, bring him in on my three-way most of the time because he and, and so many other people get toll charges now when, when, when calling in to talk to you. Um, so if you hear that message, it will tell you uh, because I got the message today. I get it sometimes, and today is one of those times I got that message that said um, that, well, what just happened? Um, get that message that says that there's a toll charge. So if you get that message, please do not pay for this call. Um, we'll figure it out. A lot of times I bring people in on my three-way, but today I'm going through my computer. So let me just double check that you guys can still hear me. Can you hear me? Hello? I'm unmute you guys just to see if you can hear me. Let me know if you guys can hear me. No? Nobody can hear me? Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Oh, you can. Okay, good. I was worried. You can hear me clear? Uh, it, it's, a, it's a little fuzzy, but, you know, uh, my phone's bad. They're messing my phone, so I don't know if it's my side or not. But as soon as okay. you unmuted me, I was, I was able to hear you. Oh, but when I had you on mute, you couldn't hear me? Um, I was able to talk to you, I should say, respond. Yeah, I could hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Let me try to see what's going on with the chat room. Um, let's see. I don't think Charles is in here. Let me send Charles a text. Hold on a second. Uh oh, I meant to ask him a question. Um, does any do do any of you um uh join onto this call through your cell phone if you do if you can tell me how to do that so i can let charles know hello hi i just unmuted someone I thought I yes, did. it's me. Okay. Hello. I Hello. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Whoever it. I think it was a die. A die. Okay. <laughs> I, I I dialed it. I didn't know if you could hear me or not. I dialed in through my cell phone, and before I had to set up like a pin. But if you want <laughs> to tell him my pin number. To, to call in, I can give that. That's not something that's private. Okay. As far as let me, the phone sent, number is concerned. Yeah, I sent him a text, so let me see what he says. I can't tell okay. if he's in here or not. Okay. Yeah, sorry for all the confusion, you guys. 
Okay. All right. I'm gonna put everybody on hold for a second while we just open up in prayer. Or did anyone want to open us up in prayer or read a scripture? Okay, then I will do it. And I will be back to mute you, uh, to unmute you guys in just a sec. Oh, that was a dog. That was your um that was your background. It was loud. Okay, let's just pray. Um, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you thanking you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, Lord, for your grace, Lord, for keeping us under your ark of safety, for protecting us and our family members. I ask that you anoint and that you bless and that you uh, fill all of those who come to this call with your grace, with your mercy, with your wisdom, Lord. I ask you that you give us an understanding, Lord, that we may understand uh, the trials and the tribulations that we go through. Give us your peace, your patience, Lord, while we're out there on the battlefield. We thank you for fighting all of our battles, Lord. We thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing for us, Lord, the blessings seen and unseen, Lord. We come to you just thanking you, Lord. We are grateful for everything. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, and I have a scripture here. Give me a moment with that. Scripture is Ecclesiastes um, chapter 3, verses 4 through 8. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Okay, so that just covers the gamut of everything okay and again that was ecclesiastic three verses four through eight this um scripture says to me that there is a time and a season for everything and it brings to mind the fact that i um recently uploaded a video i don't know if you guys saw it well i actually uploaded one this morning as well but this one was the other day and it showed some of the harassment that i go through at this particular store walgreens and how the security guard was just standing there recording me. He came over to me and he just started recording me, but that's part of the harassment that I go through there. And one of the comments um, on the video uh, said to me, you know, why didn't you say anything? Like you should have said something, but I'm more of a, a person of a few words in my private life. You guys hear me talk on this call because that's what I do or on my videos. But uh, when I'm dealing with the targeting, I basically take the silent route because that just works for me. Um, but this scripture talks about how there is a time to speak and a time to be quiet. And well, actually it says a time to rent and a time to sow 
a time to keep silence and a time to speak. And that's wisdom. That's wisdom. We have to be guided by the Holy Spirit while we're out there in the battlefield um, because there is a time to speak and a time to be quiet. And I'm learning when my time is to be silent. Um, of course, there are times where we will need to speak up um but a lot of things set before us are traps and so i am learning my time to speak and everything does not have to be spoken because i can be very blunt and sometimes um my mouth can can get me in trouble and it has in the past so i'm learning that there is a time to speak and this also says there is a time to love and a time to hate a time of war and a time of peace um God is love. We know that God is love, but God also has a wrath, okay? And, and this wrath is going to be unveiled on these perpetrators and all these evildoers and all these Satan worshipers of this world. Um, this scripture said that there is a time of war and there is a time to hate, and God hates sin. And so um, we don't have to worry. We don't have to fight our own battles. Um, vengeance is the Lord's, and he is going to repay. Okay, so read this scripture because this, this scripture gives a lot of wisdom. It even tells us about there's a time to laugh and a time to, to mourn, okay? Um, and again, it's Ecclesiastics chapter three, verses four through eight. Okay, so welcome everyone to the call. I don't even remember when the last time we did this call. I know last week was Thanksgiving week. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, mine was um a ti kind of thanksgiving i'll say <laughs> it, not all ti's but a lot of ti's uh very quiet um just the people in my house and and we cooked and and all that good stuff i actually fell off of my uh eating better plan i'll call it and you know made desserts and all of that kind of stuff so it was good and i think we went to the movies and things like that um but no no extended family you know that hasn't happened in some years but it's all good i thank god for the ones who i do have in my life and um, there's just so much to be thankful for there really is a lot to be thankful for even in the midst of our circumstances so hopefully every day we wake up we can find some gratitude moments okay just start there with the fact that you did wake up that's something to be grateful for um so anyway welcome everybody hopefully this call exceeds your expectations hopefully you get some good information um hopefully you get the support that we all really 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 need and deserve um to help us to get through the targeting sometimes just that peer support um will take us a very very long way i can compare um, the fact that I know some TIs now and, and I come to this call and get support to the time in the beginning where I didn't know anyone in the TI community and I was just trying to go at this alone, it, it's much easier now just to um, to hear different perspectives on the targeting and, and get different information. Someone left um, a comment on my page and she was talking about a particular um, scenario of her targeting, and it was identical to mine. And she doesn't know, but it was so helpful to me because so many times we think 
we're the only one, even though we, we're seasoned now and we know about this targeting, but we still think that this particular tactic is only happening to us. But the way she described it was identical as to what I go through, you know, when I go to that particular store that she was talking about. So um, that's going to help me the, the next time I go through it to know that I'm not going through it alone. And that is the purpose of this call is for us to know that we are not alone and that there are um, others that, that share in the same type of things that we're going through. Um, and hopefully we can look for solutions. We have trillions of problems, you know, but we have to find solutions so that we are not on this call 10 years from now. <laughs> I think it's been seven now, um, but we want this to end. We really do. Um, but until it does, we're going to praise God all the way through it. We're going to um, pass every test that comes before us and, and, and get stronger every day. Amen. So there's more than one way to join the call. You can dial in 605-562-0444, enter the call ID 114-616. Um, or you can go to talkshoe.com to listen to the archives. Okay. Let's see. I don't have really anything prepared. I'm very sorry, but I don't. I've been... I don't know what I've been doing. My daughter was here, which I was so happy that she was here. Um, I guess that week of Thanksgiving. And then she was here like a week or two before that, too. So that's why I haven't really been doing the call. And then she'll be back for Christmas. So I've just been kind of off my mark and have not been doing too much of anything, um, dealing with colds and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really have questions of the day. Let me see if I can come up with something. How was your week? That's always going to be a question. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, anything in the news you want to talk about? Wait, let me write these down so I can remember. Um, George W. Bush died. I'll call him Daddy Bush. Um, he died. You want to talk about that? You can. Uh, what else? I did a. I posted a video. I just mentioned that of me being harassed at Walgreens. The security guard um, walked up to me and just started recording me. They they. Uh, I have so many videos of them um, harassing me. It's ridiculous. But nevertheless, I'll be back in there tomorrow morning. God willing. Um, but anything you want to share about your harassment, any scenarios you want to put out that maybe the rest of us can help you with, um, and anything, anything you want to talk about, okay? Start, start to, I think it is, to speak. I hope Charles made it to this call. Uh, guest three says, heaven sounds mighty tempting instead of being a T.I. Well, <clears throat> heaven's a good place, but we shouldn't go without an invitation. God will call for us when he's ready. <laughs> I believe that we were given a number when we were born. We were given a number, and when he calls that number, 
We don't have a choice. We're going to have to answer. But I don't plan to go before then. Because I was always told that if you commit suicide, um, you won't go to heaven because you don't have a chance to repent because you're dead. And we have to repent for our sins. And killing is a sin amongst many other sins. But that is a sin. Um, now, I don't know how true that is, but it kept me from committing suicide. And I'm glad I didn't because I don't believe in it. But this program had me to that point where I didn't see any other way. But now I know there is another way. And now I know that that was programming to get me to commit suicide. So, yes, <coughs> heaven, <coughs> excuse me, guys, I have a cold. Heaven is a beautiful place, but uh, we want to make sure we get there. And we want to do our work while we're here. God has something for us to do. And so we want to make sure that we, we get that work done. Okay, start two. If you'd like to speak. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Renata. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can. I just didn't know if you had unmuted my line. This is Ada. Um, I have a, a question for you. So I just, I remember the last time, well, I don't know if I was on the call before last, when I was speaking in reference to getting another job, and I did find a job. It's a temp to permanent job. Um, Very good. Done, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, they did like an overview on the training, which I figured because there's been a pattern with that uh, as far as the different jobs that I've been through and not being equipped enough in order to, you know, perform the job off the bat. But my question for you is, and I'm not concerned about that. It'll come to me as I continue to work. My question to you is, or my statement, and then you tell, give me some feedback. I'm to a point with the targeting that I am actually numb if that makes any sense. Yes. Um, it's very, I mean, I'm literally numb. So I know that it could come across as um, maybe a nonchalant or, um, God, I don't even know, maybe nonchalant or antisocial. There's a, a young lady that, well, she's not young, but there's a lady that I work with. Now, I don't know if you've experienced this or not, um, but my brother, who is an ex-veteran, told me before I got clean um, over two years ago that he was showing me that they have the camera glasses, okay, to where they can actually record you through their glasses, through their seeing glasses. Mm -hmm. So when, when I first started noticing that, that I was being followed, um, it first started like on the bus, and I kept saying that, goodness, you know, it's a bunch of kids that have bad sight. Like, you know what I mean? And I used to think it was funny, like they need to keep their kids from in front of the computers and off the iPads. And then as time mm -hmm. progressed, I noticed that other people, you know, have these thick glasses. Now, I know for, I'm from an era where LensCrafter and these different companies work had commercials where they are saying they have an optimum lens that's so thin that you don't have to be embarrassed about bifocals. But now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everybody can't see, and now the lens has got to be extra thick. So I say that to say this. I think a lot of the times they're spying out our liberty through that kind of technology, through the, the glasses. Now, I don't, some may say that I am being paranoid. I don't think so. 
the Holy Spirit is, is, is revealed to me the different ways that they are actually monitoring me. So I think one of the ways that they do that for whomever my handlers are, whatever the case may be, is through those glasses. Now, there's a woman that the situation that I go through, like I have stated before in that first call, has to do with me being linked up with the LDS organization, okay, mm-hmm. um, but from having help from them. So the, um, I, through, by pleading the blood of Jesus and through prayer, um, the trigger words that they use, like the no problems and sounds good and all that repetitive stuff, you know, I've, I've um, have prayed, and, and the Lord has equipped me to deal with it. So, of course, as I step into this new role, that's still there, so I still know that everything is linked up. Well, mm-hmm. when this woman starts talking, she's saying some outlandish things. You know, her daughter was raped. You know, she more or less tries to say she's not confident, da 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 you know, some of the things that they were supposed are the things that I, that I struggle with, and those are my issues. So, of course, mm-hmm. I have to bite my tongue. I don't want to feed into it because that's what, what I used to do and how I have been, and I still I find myself catching myself a little bit more now, being that I'm back into the public, is trying not to say too much because now, there was a, a season of my life where, for 10 months, I was in isolation. I was working from home. I did not deal with anybody. Now I'm back in the hustle and bustle of getting on the bus. You know, um, I, I deal with the complex PTSD. I have to plead the blood of Jesus as I go to and fro. Um, I have to train myself to be able to, you know, have them move around me. But certain things still, like I don't want anybody coming too close to my face or certain things I still can't deal with, and I will speak out. So I say all that to say this. She says certain things, you know, and I find myself not even responding. When these managers come, you know, they might say something in order for me not to put my foot in my mouth because last week I kind of did. She asked me a question, and she's like, well, what are we doing? I'm like, I don't know what he has us doing, but I didn't say it in a negative connotation. And, of course, the manager is like a doc, can you come here, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm trying to find, and I've got a mouthful, I'm trying to find a balance to where I can still interact, keep my level of professionalism, understand that I am targeted, but not act so nonchalant to where it seems like I have an attitude, but then not engage enough, because this is new to me. So, you know, I can hear the, the Holy Spirit tell me they're playing with you, you know what I mean? This woman ain't that slow. <laughs> she can see. You know what I mean? And she, you know, each of these characters are on an assignment. Um, some, being that I used to use drugs and, uh, have, you know, went through that whole thing, you know, I was living a lie. And I was telling my, um, an acquaintance, a friend of mine last night, that I've gotten to a point, being that I'm clean, that, you know, a spade is, is a spade and a duck is a duck. Now, the way that I used to escape reality was to use drugs or to drink. That's not an option because the Lord delivered me, and he told me, plain as day, if I go back to that, I'm going, that's my death warrant. Um, So he didn't set me free to be in bondage. Um, At the same time, at the end of the day, it's very hard for me, you know, it's difficult when when I'm sitting here thinking and I'm holding my mouth like, use a bald-faced lie. Devil, use a lie. You know, you're looking at this person like you're a lie, but you can't say that 
You can't tell this person that they're a liar. You can't call them out. So I don't know anything else to do but just to sit there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to ruin my opportunities, and I need to get back on. I told myself I wasn't doing YouTube no more, Renata, because they kept sending me propaganda, but I guess I'm going to have to get back on to support your channel and check out your new video. But um, yeah, don't, I, you don't know, let them run you away from 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 your support. yeah. Because you <laughs> I was yeah. I was streaming Pastor Dar- yeah I was streaming Pastor Darby through Chrome. I was like I need to listen to some you know um, somebody. Yeah. But I, I think I'm gonna go ahead and get back on YouTube. But anywho, um, it's very difficult because because of my gifts, because of my calling, because I know who I am in Christ, and not to boast. And not to say that I'm special to any capacity, because I know that anybody that is on this call that is truly a tar- that's truly a targeted individual understands the dynamics of it and the uh, the where and and the different seasons of as you go through aware- awareness and the different tasks. Aside from these people being set in place, you know we got an adversary. You know there's a whole other realm that the natural eye can't even see that these people are not even, you know what I'm saying, a part of, aside from, you know, in the natural realm. So I, I say all that to say this. It, it's very, it's difficult, but I don't know what to do. And then I went to, um, other than to, to kind of like be numb, in a sense, and, and be mute. Um, I went to church today, and it's the same thing, you know. Um, so, certain things, is not as bad, you know what I mean, but I still see some of the things that they do. It makes me frustrated at times and discouraging because I know these people are in the know. And to me, somebody that's in the know and doesn't say anything is just as bad as a liar. Okay? To me, you're just as bad as you're no better than. Because, you know, me, maybe because I, I am boisterous, because I have been, I have been, I have, have been, since I have always been, pardon me, someone that has rooted for the underdog and has been an advocate. When I see an injustice, mm-hmm. my dad, I always say something. My dad used to tell me, that's going to get you in trouble in life. You're always sticking your neck out for somebody, but you're going to find out, and, and he didn't lie, that there's going to come a time in your life where people are not going to step to stick their neck out for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's frustrating because you can express these things, but unless somebody's going through the targeting, they don't know what it is that you really saying. You know what I mean? They can suppose they know, but they really don't know. So I just, I don't want to mess up an opportunity because I feel like I could do well in this job. I know with my targeting, if it comes full force, they're going to come through the phone, baby. They got a team full of people ready to come through that phone to see if I'm going to react a certain way. I think the things that they're testing me on at this point is, is psychology to advance science, um, which I don't understand because they're not God. You know, um, to see, you know, the patterns and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's just a whole other realm. Um, I think I could do well, not even think, I know I can do well because I'm skilled at customer service, even if people are irate. But it's just the individuals around me and not being so numb that I, you know, kind of mess up my chances and then I find myself back in a trick bag again. So I don't know. That's I, I hope that wasn't too much, but that's what I'm dealing with right now. You know, I just, that transition and, and goodness, um, holding my peace, you know what I mean, enough, but not too mm-hmm. much to the point to where, 
it's like, well, she's standoffish or, you know, what they said about her is so we're waiting for an opportunity to fire you. We want you to mess up. And then some are like, no, we want you to succeed in this. You know, it's kind of like you can see both sides. You can see that there's some that don't know if I'm going to make it, and there's some that you want me to make it, and there's some that have been set in position to try to see me fail. So I know the word says that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I know the weapons are going to be able to form. Uh, when, I, when I think of prospering, you know, if, if losing a job, I don't think that's a, a prospering weapon. You know, I was looking for a job but when I was looking for this one, but at the same time, I feel like in a spiritual aspect to where it would defeat me so to where I give up my faith. Um, but I don't know. I just, that's the way I interpret things now because I've seen a lot of people that are living, you know, b- bad things happen to good people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It comes in this life. Bad things happen to good people. Bad pe- things happen to righteous people. Our brothers and sisters are being persecuted for pra- practicing the faith in other countries. And, you know, it just makes me so sad how here in the States that we, can, we have religious freedoms and these, some of these people are inside of the body of Christ. And I'm like, yeah. you're wasting your time on this, but we got people that are dying to put, that are actually literally getting murdered for reading the Bible, getting murdered for professing Christ, and you ain't got nothing better to do but possibly get some get-backs or think that you serving a, a justice to society and this government by assisting and abating and my targeting. I don't know who you serving, but it sounds to me like you might be one of the people lined up to get that chip in your forehead or in your hand. But I just, I don't know. I didn't mean to veer it on that way, but um, it, what what do you what would you suggest, or is there anybody that could help me with that? Because I really don't want to be defeated in an area, and I know that it is what it is, and I've got to continue to persevere, and I know I can do it. I just don't know how, if that makes sense. So well, that's good that's that you. Say. Yeah, that's good that you believe in yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Congratulations on your job. Thank you. You are an example of a person who has found work because so many of you guys feel that once you're targeted, you know, it's impossible to get a job. And I know that that has been some people's experience, but, um, you know, you're a perfect example that if we trust God and we really try hard, that doors will open. Congratulations on that. Thank you. One of the things I have to realize. Uh, the targeting began is that the same targeting that I receive outside of the workplace, I receive it inside as well. And so um, the difference is I have to deal with it differently on the inside because the way I may act or react to people on the outside, it, it's not going to fly in the workplace. And mm-hmm. they're just waiting on you to to go off so they can have a reason to terminate you. So um, we know that the enemy sets traps, and so we just are determined not to fall into those traps. The other thing that um, a couple things came to mind as you were talking, first of all, when you were saying about expressing yourself and how you can be straightforward, I totally relate to that because I, uh, too, can be very, very straightforward. Um, But I know that I can't do that at work, and so I just kind of, you know, (laughs) 
zip my lips, so to speak, in a, in a lot of cases. But um, at the same time, we we never have to subject ourselves to any kind of um, ill treatment or abuse, you know. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> as far as this woman who says all these things, you know, you can just politely um, brush her off or walk away or don't respond or, you know, just let her say what she has to say, but don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Yeah. If if she is on your in on your targeting, it'll show. It'll show, you know, and, and you just you just handle her with the long handle spoon. But <clears throat> one thing that I realized after getting laid off from my um my long term job back in twenty sixteen is that we really have to have some allies in the um workplace. Because if you mm-hmm. ever find yourself unemployed, you're going to need those people for references. Mm-hmm. Um, so you always want to just do your very best. And like you said, you're good at what you do. Um, so just go there and work and allow God to get you to the next level of, I'm going to call it maturity. And I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm saying for myself, I had to learn to rise above a lot of this. I had to allow God to, I realized that a lot of what I go through in the workplace, outside the workplace, these are tests. I'm going to consider them tests because the Bible says mm-hmm. I'm testing of our faith. So right. I realized that this is God's way of working some things out in me, trying to help me mm-hmm. to get to the next level because me with my straightforward mouth, because the Bible tells us that uh, life and death is in the power of our tongue. I have hurt some people with my mouth. I'm not going to lie because whatever. I have to. Yep, I really didn't have a filter. I, I didn't. I'm just being mm-hmm. honest. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm learning that these type of people that you described, they challenge me to be better. They challenge me to be more disciplined. And mm-hmm. I'm learning that it's not about me trying to prove anything to them or, or speak my mind because I'm quick to roll my neck and stick out my hand, you know, and, and, and say what's on my mind. Um but I'm learning, I don't need to do that. I don't need to fight every little battle. I don't need to take personal all the things that you're saying. You know, it doesn't matter. If you're targeting me, it, it doesn't matter because I'm used to it. I, and, and I like mm-hmm. to say, with the targeting that I go through on this particular job, when it gets a little thick for me, I remind myself, this is nothing compared to what I've already been through. They trained me right. with my last job. Yep. Oh. They took through it. So this here, this is nothing. You know, and I have to remind myself that this too shall pass. No weapons form again. You know, whatever you have to quote to yourself real quick, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm not the I'm not the one to play games. Like I don't I don't play games. I don't play the mind games. Like I that that don't work for me, never did. And so I can have this very serious demeanor. You know that can probably be intimidating to people, and and um, that's Renata. That's my deal too, because this woman, um, she, you know, she's not harmful. Don't get me wrong, um, and it's not to a point to where it's like aggravating. It's just that I, my demeanor and my face is set, and then you know I've been asked. She said, "Well, why are you looking like that?" And I'm like. <laughs> don't misread my face. It's just I can't. I don't want to say nothing. You know what I mean? I can't say, woman. You know you lying. Stop playing. Yeah, I right. can't do that. They'll walk me out the door. You can't do that. Or you can't say, what? How much is they paying you to lie like this? 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What part, you know, yeah. you can't do that. You just can't. Right. It's not professional. And then there was a situation, and, and I have to really work on this, Renata, because I think out loud. And this girl that was across, we're all in the same training class. She's pregnant. And we had this question because we buddied up, and neither one of us knew what was going on. So I'm trying to tell her what I thought the answer was. She, mm-hmm. She's kind of one of them. She's older. She's getting frustrated because she don't really want to listen to what I got to say. So I flagged somebody like she needs help. And she's walking by. She's like, I'm going to go say something, you know, because I got good hearing. And me and my mouth, I'm like, well, then say something. And the poor lady that I'm sitting with thought I was talking to her. She said, I was reluctant on me, sure. I said, I wasn't, ta- I wasn't talking to you. I'm sorry. I wouldn't do that to you. So then the manager comes around, and she's like, is everything okay? And like, we're like, yeah. You know, she had, uh, pretty much had to explain to her that we had a situation and kind of explain what was going on with the job functionality itself. And so she gave the solution, and the young lady that was helping us, I told her, you know, this is what – so-and-so said, the manager said, and she's like, that's what I was going to suggest. And it was all, it was all good. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm finding myself, you know, as she's talking to me directly, I'm, my face is set. I'll have a serious demeanor. But then also, too, as the other individuals that are involved, you know, um, said, like she said, when she said that, I said, I'll well, then say something. I didn't even mean for that to slip. But me mm-hmm. sitting in this house, by work isolating and sitting in my, in my house and being alone when I was working from home, I could think out loud all day long. You know what I mean? I could right, get off a call right. like, you know, but I can't do that at work. And so that transition for me has been a little bit difficult. Where do I find that balance to where I'm not – having a serious demeanor is one thing, but looking, you know, I don't know, just that balance to where it's like I'm not creating any, un, you know, unnecessary waves, if that makes sense. Well, you do want to pray on the on the outburst because you don't want to give them you don't want to give them anything to go to go. You know what I mean? Okay. You don't want to leave anything for misinterpretation, and when the right you you know why are you looking like that? Just say something like, "Oh, I'm just really focused." You know, don't, don't say, <laughs> okay. Don't 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 say anything that would that could uh, misinterpret or incriminate yourself. Like um, right. Oh, I have a habit of looking at people funny or, you know, don't say anything. Just say, oh, I'm just really focused on what you're saying. You know, just, you okay. know, this, is, this, is, this is what I've had to learn. It sounds like our, our personalities are very similar. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a conformist type of person. I'm, I'm, me I'm just not. Like, I do mean me because I, I think that I'm a fairly good person. Of course, of course I'm not perfect. Nobody is. Mm-hmm. But I try to, right. try to be a good person. Um. And, a, and I've always been a free thinker, and I just do me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what right. I'm learning, I am learning that to a certain degree, I have to conform. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm in this world. I have to conform uh, to a certain degree within it's serious limits because I'm not willing to compromise my integrity or anything like that. But in the workplace, um, you know, I, I can't, I can't really be me a hundred percent. I can't, I just can't, you know, um, right. I can't speak my mind. I can't say whatever. I mean, if, if, if they knew what I was thinking, <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we, we're getting targeted all day long and you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's very hard to do it. 
we can do it. Um, I, I'm not the type. I don't. I don't need to go to lunch with you. I don't care about that. I don't. We don't need to mm -hmm. do breaks together. We don't even need to talk unless it's work related. You know. So I'm probably right. fine with all that isolation stuff they try to do. That that doesn't bother me in the least bit. Um, but when it comes to uh, you know, team events and things like that, you know, we, we kind of have to do those things, even though I mm -hmm. didn't go to the party on Friday, but, uh, <laughs> we have to, you know, to a certain degree. Right. Okay. I'll take that into account. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You, you just use these. I, I tell myself, you know, these people, they think they're targeting me, but really I'm using them to get stronger in certain areas that I need to work out for myself. Amen. You know, so that's you funny you say that because that's what I said. It's funny you say that because I had just prayed um, the other night about the, when I told, and I was thanking the Lord for the opportunity for these this whole situation to be therapeutic because I don't know if you recall when I was telling you that I went to go seek help to do like therapy and stuff like that for the complex trauma. And then mm -hmm. I just finally took matters into my own hand because I'm like, they're not going to keep um, playing with me like a guinea pig. The battlefield is in the mind, and I've got to keep my mind together because I have been suicidal. And like you said earlier, the only thing that kept me from doing it is the fact that I did not want a chance spending an eternity in hell. You know, mm -hmm. it was as literal hell on earth when I was using drugs and God is separated from us because of our sin. That felt like eternity. I couldn't imagine a phantom eternity after this life is, you know, completed. So um, I thanked him for placing me back into public settings. I thanked him for giving me, because there is a lot more self-control, Renata, that I do have. It's just that mm -hmm. I don't know how to create that balance to where it could, doesn't come across as she got an attitude or she's not responding when I'm just holding myself together because I'm dealing with the things that trigger me on top of me knowing that they're playing games with me and me not saying anything, you know, putting, like, putting myself in a trick bag. So mm -hmm. I, you're absolutely correct. Thank you for saying that because that's what I feel like. Even with me getting on, and I think we, you may mention about it before, I have to get on the bus and stuff, and you say, yeah, you know, public transportation, that's where a lot of the targeting, you know, takes place. I've been putting myself in situations to where I'll sit next to somebody. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to train myself with what psychology these therapists were unable to do through the help of God, through the blood mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. It can be done. So you, mm -hmm. have, you will show the fruits of the spirit by having enough discipline and self-control to sit here and deal with this stuff, even though your anxiety levels may be a little bit high. Even though, mm -hmm. you, you know, because the movie, they know that that moving and touching their hair, I mean, they just be doing some weird stuff. I be thinking to myself, either this whole city, of, this whole state of Arizona between the, the metropolitan areas of Phoenix, Tempe, and Mesa, Chandler, and Gilbert, are they all on methamphetamine? Because I've never seen a group of people touch themselves so much. They just be touching without us. I ain't never seen, I want to drop a UA on the whole job, and I can't. And I'm being funny right now, but I'm still like, <laughs> I ain't never seen so many people touch themselves and just doing it in the church going and a man was peeing in a bottle on the side today of the light rail and like is he over there 
playing with himself, and they got on the light rail next to me. And I'm like, sir, were you, you know, going to the bathroom? Were you playing with yourself? He said, no, I just carried his bottle light. Okay. Because this is weird. Yes, it is that. Is that uh, abstract to where you be like, what is really going on? You know, so, um, uh, you know, on a serious note, I'm grateful for those um, those growth spurts because that would have drove me crazy even five months ago. Five yeah. months ago, I probably would have caught another case. So uh, I do, I'm grateful for that. And thank you for, you know, saying that because I can look at these various situations to say that it is a testing of my strength. And it's, it's growing and it's therapeutic. It's very These are all tests. These are all tests that you're going to pass with flying colors. Um, and once we pass these tests, all these tactics, all that touch and all of that, I just ask God to make me oblivious to that because all that's just ignorant stuff to me. And I, I just really don't care. I'm just not really paying attention to, to that mess because. Yeah. It's um, stupid. Like, what do they? I don't understand it. It's just dumb, you know. There's but so once we learn to ignore that stuff, then they, you know, once we learn to get past all these tactics, they can't effectively target us in that way anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's just at some point, it's just not going to work anymore. Like, you can do that all day long, and it's it's not going to work. And I tell myself. I can be scared. You can scare me out of my socks. I don't care. I'm still not going to stop doing what I'm doing. You know, right. I'm just, I'm, I'm not. All these intimidating tactics and all of this, you know, it, it's not going to work. You know, so that's right. You know, it really gets you to the next level. He blessed you with God. You know, you're going to do that. Thank you. Okay. I'll, I'll have to give you a progress report and let you know how it's going. I'm going <laughs> to use those techniques. And if they ask me what's wrong, I'm, I'm just deep in thought. I'm, you know, don't take me the wrong way. And I say that. Don't take me the wrong way. I just don't know how it's coming across because you can read everything on my face in a sense. You know, but you, you know, tell. Don't, don't even, and let me give you some advice. Don't even make those comments. Don't take me the wrong way. Because they will turn the stuff against you and say, you know, right. you said else, you know, that you're taking the wrong way. Don't say anything negative about yourself at all. They'll take care of that. You don't have to do that. Okay. All the time. The world's going to tear you down. Your job is to go to stuff. You know, so don't do Okay. Well, oh, I'm just really focused. I'm, 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 I'm so excited about this job. I'm just really focusing on everything you're saying. You know what I'm saying? And this is, this is, these type of things is the way the Lord, you know, to me, kind of get through this, which was really difficult for me because, like I said, I'm, I'm frustrated. I don't really play games, but I'm like, yeah. you know, play the little games. Right. So oh. I learned to, well, for me, I'm going to say for me, it works better for me to be a person, especially dealing with the enemy. Okay, these people are not my friends. You know, they're not friends of that. So I don't do a lot of talking with these people. I don't do a lot of talking mm -hmm. with these people. 
You know, we talk about work. I'm pleasant. I do my good mornings and good nights, and I'm just starting to do that because I didn't even do that. But, you know, I'm doing the priest and things like that, but that's it. Um, someone right. Noise in your background. And, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Let's see. 612. I'm in here. Hello, six one two. Hello, let me mute somebody. Okay, maybe they don't want to speak. Let me try it again. Hello. Hello. Hi. Did you want Hello? to speak? Hi. Hi. Um, hi. What I was wondering about is, um, I'm not sure if Deb's on the call. I think it's seven one five area code, but she was telling me before the call that um, apparently Trump um, signed an executive order and all Congress and Senate voted with him on October 18th of this year to extend the Patriot Act. And part of that included using poisons on the American populace. I was wondering oh. if she could explain that to the rest of us because apparently he can now go after all of us with poisons and kill us legally. Okay, well, whoever told you that, I don't think they're on the call. You said what, what, who was it? Erica, what? 715. No, they're not on the call. Oh, my hmm. word. Well, anyway, um, this is Deb. She sent it out. Um, I don't know if Huggy Bear's on the, on the call either because she got it as well. And apparently um, on the 18th of October, I don't get the emails anymore um, because uh, they fried on my computers and most of my phones. But apparently Trump has now authorized um, the use of um, killing the American public with poisons. So uh, their chemtrails and everything is legal to kill us and um, use that yeah. on our side. So these people who are saying that um, his executive orders for, are for assets shipping and uh, for anyone using human trafficking, but he's authorizing the essential murder of American citizens. But, well, um, I'd like to my, know more about that. Yeah, so I hope she gets on it. Um, I think uh, Faye out in New York she she may have received the same email. I believe she's on here as well. But um, my main concern still is um, Sanford uh, does not seem to be getting busted on covertly chipping people. People don't realize that, you know, uh, this affects us all. And people think that they aren't shipped. Well, everybody, they've gone to a dentist pretty much since the 1950s or to a doctor since the 50s. They're pretty much chipped already or born in hospital in the 70s. Um, pretty much the entire American populace is chipped already and we're connected through Stanford anyway through a supercomputer and um, I'm loaded head to foot with technology and I can even name the doctors and everywhere I go um, I'm harassed from getting any sort of treatment for this and uh, apparently Roseanne Barr was on Ella before she Ella cut her off that um, Stanford is getting trouble in trouble in California I got treated in the Dakotas, but they're getting in trouble with California for keeping the MKUltra program alive under a different name and covertly shipping people. Well, what I also found is we're also being connected, Stanford is connected with um, supercomputer systems in their own CERN facilities. 
And the one I'm probably connected to is the hospital that's next to this in um, Leeds, South Dakota. And we're connected to the like these D-Wave computers through um, through Geneva, but the ones here are a Zeppelin, uh, Zeppelin computers, and they're built in Russia, and they they're connected with Skynet and everything. So this is part of our surveillance system where we're pretty much observed everywhere we go and everything we do from the moment we die. And my uh, my effort is to try to get this known. And so I was looking at mostly the religious aspect of people concerned about not receiving the mark of the beast. And many people think that it is the RFID chip. Well, you know, I didn't get any choice on this. And basically they made me sick and forced me into the hospital and chipped me from head to toe on this. And um, I'm talking to various groups, and one of the groups, uh, the largest denomination, Catholic denomination, that's across the street from Stanford that was doing this, I called them at the bishop's office, and the woman who was the representative of the bishop essentially attacked me on the phone, and I asked her for mm-hmm. a name, and uh, she, she was just yelling at me, and, so you're going after the bishop, are you? And I'm like, no, I'd just like to know um, why he's not interested have anything to do with he's from Omaha, Nebraska, where they were basically using it as a farm community to supply um, just the White House with uh, child prostitutes and Bohemian Grove with Stockholm suppliers. Is this uh, basically kind of what he was looking for? Is this kind mm-hmm. of like what he supports? And then I got a hold of on the Protestant side, I went to Russ Dizdark. We're talking about, you know, how progressive he is. And I called him and I told him about many of the things that are going on. He's talking to Neva and Switzerland and all this other garbage. Well, what about the ones here? What about the CERN facility that's um, by Stanford College? And uh, there's one uh, uh, in Berkeley. There's one in La Jolla. Uh, They have one in Colorado in an old gold mine. They have one in New Mexico. They have one in Leeds, South Dakota. Uh, Apparently there's another one in New York and another one in Philadelphia. Why does he have to travel so far halfway around the country when he can be telling people that, you know, this is happening here and now? And then I find out he knows all about it. And the uh, the woman um, who was calling on his representative, she's like, well, you know, it, it's just too much for people to handle. Their eyes glaze over, and it's like, oh, people going in the hospital and being convert, uh, covertly chipped where they aren't even known about it, and they're entering this program. That's a way to be a watchman on the wall. Well, you know, it's just too hard to explain that to them. Well, none of our churches and none of these people are going to be looking after them, and many of them are gatekeepers to make sure that we don't find out. Because, one, when I got my medical records, I found out I was being set up for organ harvesting. I got out through a glitch that I wasn't supposed to get out through. And about half the people that that were in that hospital were targeted individuals. And I used to work in a halfway house with schizophrenics, and psychology was one of my majors. And let me tell you, these people were not mentally ill. Hang hang on one second. Excuse me. Hang on one second. Did I just unmute someone? Someone in the chat room keeps raising their hand. I'm trying to unmute you. Did I get you unmuted? I think you unmuted me, though. How you doing? Oh, good. Good. How are you? Hey, Wesley. Hey, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Where you been now? Where you been on the move? I thought you got burned up in the fire or something. Oh, wow. No, thank God. Where you been? Where you been? My daughter daughter was here. My daughter was here visiting you guys, and I'm so sorry, but she was here, and when she's here, I try to spend all my time with her. So she didn't leave until last Sunday night. So I did not do the call because we went out and and did some things. You know, when my baby's in town, she gets all my attention. 
And I hear you. It's all good. I just wonder what happened. Like, since them, when them fires kicked in and them landslides and all that, I didn't know what was up with you. Yeah, no, those but, fires were about uh, five hours away from here. But, oh, my gosh, you guys, the the smoke was so thick. We were choking. We don't know what the long-term effect is going to be. Uh, my job closed down two two or three days we didn't have to go to work that's how bad it was you know they don't never let you be off work but um mm-hmm. it was really bad our eyes were burning everybody was wearing masks um it was it was bad that smoke was really yeah. bad but you know nothing compared to the people who lost their homes and their lives and there's so many stories behind that you guys they're saying that there was um gold in that area it was in a town called paradise and they're saying that there's yeah, I heard gold. that paradise thing. I did some research on some paradise. I talked to some people about that town. It ain't nothing nice for black people to be in that town. Okay. I didn't see too many blacks. The only, the only okay. black person okay. I saw on the news was a, a basketball coach. That's the only okay. black person I saw on the news. Um, I don't think there were many black people there. But nevertheless, innocent people lost their lives. It don't matter what color what? they were. Now, let, let, let me tell you something, you guys, something that I um that I uh, discovered. Okay, now you guys may have heard me talk about all this road construction that's going on everywhere. And I don't know if it's like that in where you guys live, but here every road is being changed into one lane. Uh, Some of these streets were three lanes and now they're going down to one lane and they're uh, uh, beginning to be dead end streets and all of this stuff. And this is gonna tie into the whole fire paradise thing, guys. Okay, so I noticed that and I'm like, why is there construction everywhere? All these roads are changing and something's going on. And then it takes me back to that Justin Timberlake movie I saw years ago where they had put up all these um, toll uh, roadblocks and stuff and the poor people couldn't come out of the area and all of that uh, with all this zoning. So I figured, okay, this is under Agenda 21 and they're starting to Uh, create these communities where you have everything there, like little villages, like, you know, your gym is there, your job is there, your bank is there. Everything is in in your community. And it's like, oh, this is so convenient. But really, they're going to start putting up the zoning where we can't get out of these um, communities. Okay. So going back to the fires. Now, people were, when these fires happened, people were obviously trying to get out of there. A lot of those people, you guys, they burned up in their cars on the roads, which they had just changed those roads, going back to what I was just describing, from three and four lanes to one lane. See, so that's what it's all about. That's what I don't know if you guys are having all this construction that I described, but that's what it's about. You will not be yeah, able to get out. These roads are death traps. They are death traps. Yep. These people literally burned up in their cars because they couldn't go around, you know, the person in front of them. There there was one way in and one way out. Okay, so right. Right. They uh, burned I know, up. Uh, Jackson, I know in, uh, between Jacksonville and Savannah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the way the way they got the interstate with uh, the guardrails on it, where you can't get off on the side street to get off on the exit. They got they got the uh, the arms down. I mean up, so so people could get off on the exit. But when something jump off, they gonna put them them guard them arms down where people can't get off the interstate. And uh, yeah. this out. I, I saw, uh, you remember that show, Six Million Dollar Man? Remember that show? Yeah, uh-huh. 
I, I have to see an old show. And check this out. It was an old show in the 70s. It, it was Flip Wilson. Remember Flip Wilson? Uh-huh. They had uh, they had somebody had put a chip in his head and turned him into a ventriloquist dummy. And I must have missed that episode. But if you put up six million dollar man, they put a chip in Flip Wilson's head, and they were programming to do all kind of crazy stuff. And they had wanted him to take the place of another African leader, his double, and go in front of the UN. To do some uh, 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 freedom with the United States. It was six million dollar man. See, somebody. Okay, excuse me one second, Wesley. Okay, excuse me one yeah. second. You guys, whoever I have unmuted, go ahead and talk. Um, my daughter is calling, so I want to fix this call. Go ahead and finish talking, you guys. Whoever's unmuted, I'll be back. Yeah, in. yeah. That's a lot of these shows and movies. They tell us what's what's getting ready to happen if you pay it, know how to pay attention and read it. Well, that's what they did to me when I was under in the hospital. They stuffed me with all that technology, and that's what's being done in all these hospitals. Somebody got a lot of noise on their line, huh? Yeah, they're not- <laughs> or, the, or their phones on speakerphone. Um, there's also another thing that uh, is coming up that's dealing with those fires that uh, apparently Deb can't get on the phone or something. Uh, I don't know if she's in the chat under EW Clearclue. But um, she knows someone that was up in Alaska, and right after the uh, earthquakes happened, um, the Russians had been around that area for quite a while. But right after the earthquake happened, lo and behold, um, all these Russians came out of the woodwork, as she said. They were everywhere, and they were all dressed in American uniforms, speaking Russian. It's all good. When it, when it breaks down, they're going to use UN troops to do all this crazy stuff, but they're going to pipe in synthetic telepathy to make them understand the English. Uh, well, whatever, the thing about uh, it, they're, dressed, they're all dressed in American uniforms. They're already there. The troops are already there. Okay, if you say so. Was, um, if you say so. I think they're with nobody. When they see something, if you see it, I think it works. But when I was up in North Dakota back in 2014, I was talking to a guy who was working on the Native American Indian Reservation up there, and he said that the oh, American say- military hired him to work with the foreign soldiers that were up there, and at that time there were 600,000 of them, and they were all from Central and South America. They're all coming in uh, United States uh, military uniforms. Well, all this time is up on this evil, so you got to know how to vibrate right and live right. They can't touch you. Okay, once you learn how to defeat your system, you can do it. Yeah, go ahead. Tell your story. Can I be heard? We hear you. Go ahead. Um, are you talking to me? Hello? Hello? You want Hello? to be heard? Yeah, you, you say you want to be heard. Go ahead. Talk. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I, to me, it looks like I'm still muted. Can you guys hear me? Can you say yes if you can? Yeah. Hear you. Go ahead. We hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Can so y'all I, hear me? Yeah, we okay, we can hear everybody. I'm back, you guys. I'm back. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. okay. I just want to talk about the spraying. In my city where I am right now, I'm looking up at the sky. There are so many lines, and right while I'm looking, there's another one being formed. Um, what are they spraying up there? There are so many lines just across the sky. Hey, what city are you in? What city are you in? <laughs> 
I'm not gonna go there because I don't know who's listening. But I'm in oh California. man, they know everything about you. You scared? I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, they know I'm everything about you. Lot of, lot of, okay then, don't be scared. Yeah, because they already California. know if you really target it. That's right. Don't be scared. They, they already know. Like what you really, know. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm from church, from church. I think, like, I think it's going to tell you how to do it. Hold on. Okay, you guys, I have a question. Who was that that said that they, that they go in through their cell phones? Can you guys tell Charles how to do it? That was me. Hello, Charles. And can you hear Charles? Can you hear me? Okay, he said he can hear you. Okay, she's going to Okay, so when... When you go in, it's going to ask for the ID, the, um, the, the ID for the show, and you'll put in 114-616. Then it's going to ask, ask you for the talk shoe, your ID, your, I'm sorry, for your PIN number. And you can use mine because I had to set one up. And it's 944-1490. Did hey, you get that, you Charles? No pen, all you got to do, all you got to do, is press one. If you don't have no pen, just press one. Well, um, oh. it didn't work for me, so I had to create one. Uh, whenever I press okay, one, it didn't work for me. But I don't know if that is his case. That's why. That's why he's having okay, all Okay, you guys, hold on. Okay, Charles, where are you at now? Okay, we got to do one first. Okay, you guys. Hang you on guys. Wait, I'm gonna put everybody on hold for just a second, except for Dad, just so we can um. So Charles can hear her because it's hard for him to understand what everybody talks. To understand. Okay, so where are you now, Charles? Alright, I'm putting in the um for the um for your for your call. Okay, so I'm there now. Do I see uh, live? Press live. Does he press live? Ada. No, for me, when I called in my phone, it, it just asked for the talk shoe ID. Um, mm -hmm. And then I put 114-616. And then after that, it asked for my, the PIN number. Okay, Charles, go back to home. Let's start over from the beginning. No, one one four, one one four, six one six. I'm there now. I'm there now. Okay. okay. I'm on your call right now. But you can't hear. You can't hear us. Yeah. Okay. Except for this, this live button. Watch live. Okay. Does he push watch Watch live. Once he gets there, he's already at the call. It didn't give me that option. I just used my dial pad. It didn't say anything about watch live. It just asked for the PIN number. Like the other gentleman said, it says, if you don't have a PIN, press one. But see, that option didn't work for me, so I had to create a PIN. So that's okay, why I was so giving him. Do you have more than one option, Charles? Do you have more than one option? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is he saying that she called by a phone? Okay. Uh, okay. He, he wants to get into the chat room, basically. He's got to go oh, online. Oh, I see. You gotta go in the line. Yeah, I'm on the um, on the um website. Okay, yeah, so he's website. okay. Go ahead. Because I misunderstood, Renata. I'm sorry. I was just I come on the call through just the phone, not the chat room. My apologies. 
Okay, no problem. But well, see, the problem is the problem is when Charles tries to call in, they tell him that there is a charge for him to call in, and I get that sometimes too. I got it today, so I call in through my computer when I get that message, which I'm called in through my computer now, and I could talk to my computer. So he wants to go in like as if he's going in through a computer through his cell phone. Yeah, you can do that, you can do that on your phone because that's what I'm doing right now. Okay, please tell Charles how to do it. Well, I just go to Google. Well, I just go to TalkShoe, the app. I have the app on my phone. You uh -huh. just hit, you click on it, go to browse, and for browse, it says live shows. You click on live shows. You can see the people sitting around the table, you know, the different color people sitting there. That's Renata. That's your, you click on that, and then it says join online. You click on that, and then when you get all the way, you don't have to put any type of code, access code or anything. It just brings you straight in. Once you're in, you'll see at the top a page is one page says chat and the other one says participants if you want to chat you click on you just click on chat that you can type in whatever message you want to leave so there's no access code to type in you just follow the directions of you know where it says you want to go online just just it, it's pretty easy because i'm very bad with technology and i got in with no problem okay do you see do you see that charles i'm at the other thing that the other page it says um you know, conversation and support. Uh -huh. Um, join. Say join live. I mean, join online studio. That, that's uh, what I. Yeah, I usually join right there. Yeah, join online studio. Okay, do that. Are you in? No, it's like dialing up or coming up. Okay. okay, it says um, I want um, to give you a choice of internet, phone, or view only. Okay. Go, go I, by internet. Push, push internet. Yeah, I, I, I do the internet phone so that I can talk. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so now I got um see your name renata mm -hmm. you see my name okay. i don't hear anything okay i'm not sure why you don't hear um is your volume huh? up yeah i mean i'm talking right now okay so where do you where do you see my name at charles where does my name come into play it's like a box. okay yeah yeah, so I'm surprised you don't see the other people. Maybe we need to hang up. I'll hang up, and then we'll see what happens, and call back if you need to, okay? Okay. 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 Now, let's see. Maybe he'll come through. Can you, uh, Charles, are you still there on the computer? I'm not sure why. Thanks, you guys, for your help. Okay, start two. If you guys want to be unmuted, start two. All right, let me read from the chat room. Let me read from the chat room. Okay, the chat room. Uh, guest three says, Ada is right. TIs are in a trap no matter what they do. And that goes back to when you were talking about the workplace. Um, targeting. Um, 
Guest three says they changed the name Patriot Act to Freedom Act. It's the same thing with a new name. Yep. Somebody says this lady needs a reality check. I don't know who they were talking about. Probably me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to uh, see and make sure you guys had heard something uh, of the latest uh, going on about Donald Trump signing a uh, order to change some of the infrastructure which was pertaining to our water and the actual uh, adding of poison to our water systems. He actually signed an order to do so. Just wanted to make wait, sure you wait, guys. Excuse me. Okay, excuse me. Who's speaking, please? My name is Richard. I'm from North Carolina. Hi, Richard. Um, it sounds like you have some really important information. So you say that Donald Trump recently signed a bill to add poison to the water? No, ma'am. He signed an order. An order? A, 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 an order to... They've been changing systems all over the country. A lot of people in their neighborhoods have noticed digging and new pipes and all this sort of stuff going on. And they've added mm -hmm. second systems to the existing systems. And these systems were intentionally put into our systems so that they could add poison chemicals to the water James Leco, do y'all are y'all familiar with James Leco? Oh, I know him very well. Yeah. Okay. Well, James come on a call this morning that I was on, and there was not many people there, but he actually sat and read the latter part of that document, which gave the government permission to do this, and it was every intentions to. Well, get rid of us. And James was uh, at loss for words and blown away. He was in everything but tears this morning. And oh. he had just found it. He had just found it. And I wanted to take a minute to call uh, to try to make everyone I can aware of this order. Thank you so much. I'm going to call James right now and see if he can come on and, and share a little bit more about that. That that Wow. These are the things that most of us don't hear about, so I appreciate you telling us. Well, yeah, that I'm was the executive part I was trying to talk about earlier. Oh, okay. Let me see if I can get James on the phone. I didn't hear anything about this. No. Please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To send a fax, press 4 now. To leave a callback number, press 5. Hey, James, this is Renata. I hope you are doing well. I hope Donna's doing well also. Um, I heard that you have information on an order that um, 
Donald Trump recently signed that has to do with putting poison in the water. If you have a moment, please come to my call and share that information We're on the call now. And um, the code is 114616 on Talk Thank you, James. Okay, we'll see if he comes, you guys. Wow, we. Yeah, we need we need that executive order number so we can look it up by ourselves. Well, he's yeah. got it. He's got it. He's got it because he read it. He read it this morning to several people besides myself. And uh, anyway, just wanted to make sure it got out there. Uh, hey, hey, that's Ken Rose. Hey, Ken Rose, that's you. That's Ken Rose. No, that's not Ken. No, that's not Ken. Renata, can like you it. hear me? Yes, I can. Renata, am I still unmuted? Like on a I can hear you. Note, okay, I, you know, not to, not. It, nothing surprises me anymore, you guys. I mean, it's a part of what's supposed to go down. But my question to everybody, not to insult anybody's belief system, but is everybody on this line, have they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Because none of us make it out of here alive, right? We all know that, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, nobody makes it out of this life alive. So we all going to experience a natural death, whether Trump puts poison in the water or if they kidnap me and give my organs to somebody on the black market, whatever the case may be, I'm not speaking it up. But at the end of the day, none of us, and I'm not trying to seem gloom, but we cannot escape two dates, the, our birth date and our death date. So I just want to know, does everybody know where they're going after they leave here? Well, we're going to be because I mean, because I mean, in all seriousness, with all all this stuff that's going around, my concern, and I was sharing, you know, the other night is, you know, there's a remnant of individuals that are involved with the targeting and harassing and all that stuff. And we go through a lot as TIs. I mean, if he puts poison in the water, he puts poison in the water. If they start dropping bombs, they're going to start dropping bombs. I believe Christ will return first, but I also know that there's a lot of stuff that has to transpire prior to. My main concern is if we drink a glass of poisonous water, have all of us accepted Christ as our Savior so that we are okay once we cross over. I know I I am. I have. But look at him. See, you can't be be worried about the day you come in and the day you go out. You got to worry about that dash. What you do in that dash? Okay? Right. Right. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, she's it, talking it about. She's me. talking about the afterlife. She's talking about. Do you are, right. are you secure in knowing that your soul, because our soul is going one way or another, is going to happen. Right. Um. And she's saying. It all depends uh, on what you do when you here. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm posing the question, and not to question anybody, I'm just something to, so that we can each examine ourselves. If he's putting poison in the water, we can't stop that. If they putting chemtrails in the air, we can't stop that. You know what I mean? If they decide to do something, you know, they got those military people up in Alaska that really ain't Americans, we can't stop that. But what we can do Ma'am, is see, see, let, me, let me tell you something. Look at him. Okay, you got to look at that. What that word do you use? It's all thought, word, and action. You're right. If you say you can't, you can't. I know I can. It's all about your thought, word, and action. Whatever you say, right. is your reality don't happen. Okay. No, but what I'm saying is not in a negative. I'm saying it's the inevitable. Do. The inevitable is going to happen regardless. We can pray that we have this powerful thing, but I'm just concerned about 
do we all, are we all, and it's not even a question you have to answer. It, we're supposed to examine ourselves and see where we are in our faith. Yeah, examine yourself, man. Let people, let people, let people examine themselves and leave it like that. No, she. No, what she. She's just simply posing the question. She's letting people know about salvation. I'm no. telling people and right. Real name is Yeshua. Have you a. And the real name is Yeshua, not Jesus. Jesus is a made up character. The real name is Yeshua. <coughs> well, you know what? Okay. Well, I mean, well, you, you know can, what? You I can take You can take you can do all you Man, I'm, I'm not gonna debate that. I understand where you're coming from. You probably gonna use Listen, sir. <laughs> Listen, sir. I am I understand where you're coming from. Wait, I get the whole concept of the J versus the Y and all that stuff. That's that's not I'm not trying to debate I am not gonna debate. But the I'm most just posing high, the I'm question. Do you know if you if you're the church, if you're okay if you're okay and you know that he died resurrected and that he, he went and got the keys to the to the um to the, the keys to hell from Satan he sits on the right hand of the Father intercession then you're the okay the then. I'm just, I'm just saying Jesus. listen I'm gonna tell you how this gonna work out what I what I've been told the spirit of Yeshua Jesus. It's going to come into each and every one of us, okay? That's what it's going to be about. When you come back, all of us resurrected. That's the spirit of Jesus. You call Jesus. The spirit is going to be in each and every one of us if you do it right in your dash. And, and what time? Right, you out here trying to tell people uh, how to get through this. Why are you so late? <laughs> I want to get through this. I just... I mean, sir, I don't, I don't want to argue with you. You know, I just no. We have this debate. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you accepted him as your savior, you all right. Here we go. And you know, let me ask you something. Do you know the real name of the Most High? What God's name is? What are you talking about? Are you a Hebrew? Let me school you. The name of God is, is the name of God is Y H W H. Okay. Right. Okay. You talking about Yahweh? Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't want to argue with you, sir. I just want to make sure that you don't spend eternity in hell. That's all. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. I can hear you one second, please. I don't want to argue with you. Excuse me. Hold on a second. Hold on. Just the border here. Hold on. Hold on, Jesus. Okay. Hold on, you guys. I'm I'm gonna mute everybody and we're gonna start over. Okay. Um. Wesley, she was not trying to be offensive. She's just simply asking if people have received the Lord as their Lord and Savior. Um, because as Adal was saying, it's all coming to an end. I don't care how you slice it up. We'll, you know, we're all going to die. Period. You know, that's just going to happen. <laughs> um, but me personally, as far as the names go, I don't get caught up in that. I really don't because I prayed about that over and over. And the truth is, none of us really know the truth. We have been fed so many lies. Um, the truth is somewhere in the middle. 
as long as the Lord knows who I'm praying to, I'm not praying to that white Jesus with the long hair and the long robe and all of that, you know, um, but God knows who I'm praying to. So I get caught up in names. That's just, I just don't get caught up in names. And I think that's what Adah is trying to say. Um, and the truth is none of us really knows his name. None of us really knows what he looks like. We don't know. We don't really know our history to tell the truth. We really don't. So um, I, we don't want to argue. We want to respect everybody's viewpoint, everybody's opinion, everybody's truth, because everybody says they have the truth. The truth is none of us really have the whole truth. We really don't. We have been lied to. And that's the truth. I think we can all agree on that. Um, so star two. Let's try this again. If you guys can speak one at a time and give everybody a chance to speak, that would be great. One thing that I'd like to bring up, if you can hear me. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. When I was at Sanford and they was taken in on a false charge for 72-hour hold, what they were offended by most of what I was in there for and what they were offended by most was Christ. They did not like anything dealing with Christianity, and they literally went out of their way to do everything, including rip the cover off of my Bible in there. Don't kid yourself. They're not coming out and overtly saying it, but yes, they hate Christians, and yes, you are being taken, and yes, I was set up for organ harvesting, and many of the people were there, and I was one of the few that made it out. So we got to look wow. at this for Sunday. You may be put... Um, have some uh, paralytic put in you where you can't move but you can feel everything wow. and you're basically going through a satanic ritual where they're pulling out your organs and you can feel it completely and they're being transferred to like a Bush or Cheney and uh, this is going on now and this is happening at Sanford wow. Hospital and I can't quite get people to care enough that TIs are being gutted like fish and literally fish because they view Christianity as a mental illness what? Yes. It is a mental That's problem. crazy. My biggest, my biggest problem was my Christian belief. And they'd write it on my medical records as, oh, she's just, it's just her belief system. This is like you're fanatical. Wrong. I kept going to places like um, the bishop's office and Russ Dizdar's office. And, yes, they already know about this. That's crazy. But they aren't telling anybody that they're being covertly shipped in those places and they're being taken out. But they know about it, but they aren't doing anything about it and they aren't warning their own people. Mm -hmm. Anybody unmuted can speak. I think I got everybody unmuted. Start too if you if you are still muted and you want to be unmuted. Can you hear me, Renata? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I wasn't trying to be offensive to anybody. No, you were. Like you were. Okay, yeah, I just, I, cause I just care about people and you know about their soul and salvation. So I wasn't trying to be offensive or rude by any means. No, I know you weren't, and I'm like you. I don't get caught up in the name. I, I don't. I mean, God knows that we've been lied to. Yeah, we have. There's, yeah, we have. There's yeah, been so man. much deception, yeah. Oh. And he knows that. Yeah. Okay. There are people, let's see. Uh, someone in the chat room says, who's Yahweh? Um, 
Dick Cheney steals T.I. organs. I knew he was a bad guy. And that was a question. They're saying, does Dick Cheney steal T.I. organs? Hmm. Dick I don't Cheney know. was brushed about on a, um, on a television I'll interview right years ago. He's going to live forever because he has the heart of a 17-year-old. What? Yep, if you look, um, a lot of these things are brought up in, I did a Migs B video where it's dealing with um, covert shipping and organ harvesting. It's on Migs B, and it goes into this, and there's links. And they were trying to expose one kid that they believe um, his organs went to uh, Bush Sr. And uh, Kendrick uh, Johnson, I believe the kid's name was, he was a basketball player in uh, Texas, uh, Texas high school. Apparently, uh, he got his organs from like some 17-year-old kid in Florida. Uh, David Rockefeller got like uh, 10 organs uh, from him. If you go to Wodum.com, who claimed that know a lot of these people and was talking about their transhuman agenda, and he said, go into Tesla was right, and he claimed to be friends with Ray Kurzweil. And he talked about how um, Dick Cheney specifically and Rockefeller got multiple organs, and that was from people who didn't want to give up their organs, and he knew that personally. It's W0TM, and the video, um, before he was murdered, and he was going to start doing all these videos, it's W0TM, and he goes into how... Um, their um, transhumanism is basically stealing our organs. Dang. And the video that that's on is Tesla was right. Is anybody here? Mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here too. This stuff gets real dark, people. Foreign troops are everywhere. And uh, where were big money dead? Okay, I'm back. You guys, you said what is everywhere? Foreign troops are everywhere. They're all over Alaska. They're all over Oregon. They're in the Dakotas here. Uh, I'm hearing Spetsnets in Iowa, uh, Minnesota here. I mean, it's just all over. I'm hearing French mercenaries in Oregon and Pennsylvania and all kinds of um, activity around the border. And then they're coming out of the woodwork supposedly in the area where the um, – uh, earthquake happened in Alaska. Every time these uh, act, supposed acts of God happen, all of a sudden foreign troops are there to shut everything down. I don't think there's any mistake whatsoever that those people burned up in there. Um, that uh, KGB defector Golitsyn, he wrote in his book, uh, New Lies for Old, that they were going to fake that they um, collapsed as a nation, they would infiltrate this country, and basically we'd be taken down through natural disasters, primary things like fires. They're finding that most of these fires are deliberately set. 
Yeah, I think the California fires were definitely delivered. Well, uh, our uh, utility company out here, PG&E, they said that they set the fire. They didn't say deliberately, but the people, the residents who lived there in Paradise, they said that um, they got a an email from PG&E saying that, you know, there was going to be a potentially life-threatening event happening, so secure your families and all of this. They got an email and a call, and then two days later, they were burnt out. It's a scary time we're living in, you guys. I, I truly, I know when I was younger, my mom would always say, we're living in the last days, you know. But now, I believe we are definitely in the last days. No doubt. I'm more than convinced. More than convinced. And the sad part is, is that it's not really being spoke, talked about and preached upon and people aren't being educated you know, so it's kind of like everybody's just going along nonchalantly and only the remnant of us, you know, like us coming together because we've actually become their target that we we are not conspiracy theorists. We see exactly what's going on. And unfortunately, there's just a lot of people that are going to be blindsided, you know, because they are not aware. They're just going along through this life, not not aware of what's actually about to go down. And it's scary. It is because, because mainstream media and all that is owned, and they don't want anybody to wake up. Because if people wake up, they would say, "No, we're not going to put up with that." Instead, they just like brain dead sheep, and they've been spraying us with chemicals and all this stuff. You know, the money has dumb down people. Mm-hmm. That's true. What did you guys do for Thanksgiving? You guys there? Hello? I'm here. Hello. I just muted my phone. Hello? Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Hi. Who was that? Hello? Did you say what do we cook for Thanksgiving or what do we do? What did you do? Uh, I just went over to um, this church and I've got a bite to eat. I've seen a kid that I grew up with that I haven't seen in a long time and then came home and cooked some stuff that was donated to me and just enjoyed my day. It wasn't much. That was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Very good. I know I went out yesterday to um, get a few things for Christmas, and I thought, oh, my gosh, look at all these people. This is ridiculous. I can't do it. I went home. (laughs) I can't do it. And my husband keeps reminding me, like, why are you Christmas shopping? Our kids are not little anymore. And I really do have to get a grip on that because they are not little. To save my money. But most TIs, we don't do all that festive stuff that we used to do. Nope, I'm just not into it anymore. I'm not excited for it, so. Yeah. Do you have kids, Ada? I do. I have um, two girls and a boy, um, and I have two grandbabies. 
I oh. got a, a yeah, I got two grandbabies. So my grandson's birthday is today, and it's difficult oh. because my daughter um, keeps me from them, and I think that's a part of my targeting um, as well. So it's like few and far between, but I love them so much. But yeah, my kids are um, my son and my my oldest daughter and my son. They're grown, and then I've got a 16 year old. She's with my dad. So when I went through my little bad of addiction, you know, instead of bringing, I'm having deja vu right now, but instead of um, bringing them, you know, along with what I went through, um, I went ahead and let my father, you know, take them. So, but yeah, I do. To make a long story <coughs> short, I do. Okay. Good. Yeah. Excuse me. Bye, son. Have a good day. And drive careful. Very careful. Love you. Hello, yeah. Renata. This is Samantha. How are you? Fine. Who's speaking again? This is Samantha. How you been? Oh, good. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, they tampered with my phone and my computer, so I haven't been calling in. But um, yeah. I wanted to get in today because uh, uh, it's been a little rough, but, you know, I'm hanging in there. Oh, I'm glad you're hanging in there. What's been going on? The usual targeting stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to just um, make a remark about the Thanksgiving. Um, after okay. becoming targeted, I no longer... Uh, celebrate Thanksgiving because what was done to the Indians, how they was persecuted to take mm. over the land of America. So I no longer um, participate in Thanksgiving after finding out what was actually done to the Indians who were persecuted and poisoned and and, and, yeah. and harassed and everything else like we go through. Um, I understand. Uh huh. As far as the um the poisoning and the water, I still believe that God is in control. We're not gonna go until God wants us to go, and I believe He's in control. No matter what these sickness do, God still has. Well, you know what? They've been poisoning our air for years, and we're still here. Yeah. So you're right. That's right. Right. <laughs> and our food and everything else. Um, now, as far as your comment on Thanksgiving, I go back and forth with the holidays because I'm learning as I have become awakened that most uh -huh. of the holidays that we've been celebrating for all our lives are paganistic holidays. I'm, I'm learning that yes. now. Um, yes. So Halloween, I thank God my children are not little, but when they were little, I have to be honest, they did the costumes just like I did when I was uh -huh. little. Um, uh -huh. But I don't celebrate that anymore. Because I know right. that that's not just a cutesy holiday. That's a demonic holiday. Um, right. And I go back and forth with Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like you do about Thanksgiving as far as the mm -hmm. Indians and everything. But I, I use it as a day to show gratitude towards God, which I try to show gratitude every day. But I try to look at Thanksgiving like that's one day that's set aside for us to be thankful for, you know, everything. So I, I, this year I did celebrate that. Christmas, I really go back and forth with Christmas. I really do. This year, for some reason, I'm all into Christmas. It's probably because of the crafts. You know, I, I, I do crafts now, and so I've been making like holiday stuff. 
But I go, yeah. I really go back and forth with Christmas because we don't know if that's really Christ's birthday. I, I don't believe it is, to be honest. Um, right. But then part of me says, okay, well, we're setting aside this one day, you know, to celebrate as his birthday, even if we don't know for sure and we never will know. I, I don't know. It is very confusing. It really is because I know that we've been lied to. Right, right. Mm-hmm. What do the rest right. of you guys think about these holidays? What do you guys think about these holidays? And go ahead, well, Samantha. Go ahead. I think as long as we, I think as long as we uh, support uh, the birth and celebrate the birth, I, I don't think he's going to be worrying about whether it's the correct day or not. Uh, I know I'm not. Uh, I use that day like everybody else uses. It's a good idea to have everybody doing the same day, I think. Okay. Um, because, you I know, I've little, seen videos where, where people say, where people say, you know, we're really being tricked into worshiping Satan, you know, and it's just, it's, it, it gets confusing, to be honest. But I, lo- I guess as long as our intentions are there and we know that we're not worshiping Satan. Um, part of this also is a huge psyop where there is certain days where there is a battle supposedly in the heavenlies. And there are certain times where there are gates open, so both sides are fighting for it, and like Christ conquered it. So when you look at uh, the book of Luke, where the angel appeared before um, Zechariah, who was the father of John the Baptist, and the angel told him that he would be the, uh, his wife would have a child, well, that was on the Day of Atonement. That's the end of September. And so then when the Blessed Mother was appeared, uh, the angel Gabriel, and said, your uh, cousin is six months pregnant. So we know that's six months after the end of September. So you have October, November, December, January, February, March that you're in. And nine months from that is when she had her child. So then that's April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Okay. It worked. That's why those days were picked, and it was always the days from the earliest days of the church. It never really got um, hyped up until uh, they were trying to fight the Albigensian heresy, which was um, the Albigensians were killing priests, saying that um, all this was paganistic, and Christ wasn't really that big of a deal because he was God, and therefore being God, he wasn't man, so he couldn't be crucified, and so there Therefore, whatever he did really wasn't that big of a deal because he was God. He wasn't tempted like we were. And then that's where St. Francis was saying, where he started putting up the crush scenes where he was saying uh, he was born of a woman. That's where they're always showing the things of Bethlehem in there where he's showing in the manger scene because he was born of a woman. And that's where John said anyone who says he was not born of the flesh is of the spirit of Antichrist. Mm. So part of the huge satanic psyop is they want... Christians to back off and not celebrate the holiday anymore because that's the biggest bane to their existence is more people like Christmas than any other holiday, especially pagans and Jews and everybody else and Muslims because that's a big draw and it would be nice for them for Christians to back off and not draw so many people to the faith. Okay, thank you for that. Hmm. Interesting. We got to look at everything as a psyop. There's two sides to every story. 
And just because one side says something doesn't mean that there hasn't been a background for it for thousands of years. Okay, thank you. That's all I want to say. Thank you for that. Yeah, I struggle. I struggle with the holidays. Not to keep praying on that. Because, I mean, we should honor and, and celebrate Jesus' birth and and even Easter. Easter, they say we shouldn't be celebrating that. So I don't know. So when Wesley was saying that, you know, what he was saying earlier, oh, that's that's not, Jesus is not God's name. Like, I, I can't, I can't get caught up in all of that because we just don't know the truth. Hello, 647, did I unmute you? Oh, it's her take on yes. Is that me? Yes, hi. Yeah, Renata, if that's me on the line there, it's, um... Oh, hey, Jerome. Yeah, hi. Yeah, wh why'd you change your format? It, uh, it works for you, Renata. It's, um, you have a distinct flavor. Uh, you know, you have a distinct way of doing things. That was, that's what makes you different from all the rest of calls, right? That's why a lot of people no, tune you. in. What, what, what format did I change? What did I change? Yeah. No, I, we don't hear the questions anymore unless uh, unless I tune in late. I've been having with my problems with my uh, with my phone of late. You it's, tuned it's, in late. <laughs> I didn't really. I said at the beginning of the call today that I really was uh, um, not prepared today, so I didn't have you know too many questions. But I did throw the regular questions out there. How was your week? And what did you do for Thanksgiving and anything in the news you want to talk about? Those type of things. So I haven't changed it. Just a little okay. unprepared. To Last week, uh, I didn't do a call. My daughter was here visiting, so didn't do a call. Yeah, my phone is wearing down really quickly. Um, yeah, so, sometimes I just sit on the sidelines and just listen. But um, yeah, it's, it's just the uh, uh, usual, usual thing. Uh, uh, for me, it's uh, just dealing with this uh, perpetrating. They've uh, they've changed. Uh, I don't know. They've changed a few things here and there, but uh, it's basically basically the same. And uh, mm -hmm. I just deal with it the same way. I I got off track for a bit with uh, with my affirmations. And let me tell you, folks, uh, they're they're blocking my signal. It goes way down, and then they just knock me off the call. So if I if I go off the call, that's what happened. Yeah, it's um yeah, people. It's I, I I confirm this every time with you. It's it's this is a hard battle to fight um, because it's a, cons a consistent one, where they beat you down until you're jello, or they beat you down until you're a mental case, or they beat you down until you jump off a roof. Right? That's their that's mm -hmm. their hope and their intentions. And I got off track for the affirmations uh, for a little bit, like a like a week, three weeks or so. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, it makes a difference. It's not just it's not just noise. Uh, you can listen or don't listen. It's not just noise. I felt stir crazy. I felt really agitated. I felt I felt out of my sorts. Usually I can breeze through this thing, but without the affirmations, I felt uh, I felt hindered down. I felt uh, felt a little bit off my uh, mental dis uh, dexterity. I just didn't feel the same. So I've been banging the same noise for years that the. You, there's people crying on the calls like don't don't get me wrong you can get me wrong it doesn't really doesn't matter but it's it's uh it's they they get good advice and the advice is mental kung fu you got to you got to meditate and you got to get yourself stronger you know folks 
Um, mm-hmm. Pride doesn't help because no one's going to help you. We we only get together on the calls to try and support each other. But, you know, ultimately it's up to the people that are on the call to uh, try and make a difference in their own lives, right? We can only support. But the um, the affirmations, I'm not even playing. It made, so, it made such a big difference. Uh, that's what I do. I sometimes read three uh, three, four books that I wrote of positive affirmations. Um, takes me two, three hours sometimes. And then the exercising helps immensely. And like I said, I'm back in karate again, which is really, really good for me. Um, it got me uh, on a different uh, kind of uh, track. Before I used to train at home. And now I have the interactions of uh, people with a different kind of energy. They're more, I won't say warrior-like, but they're they're mentally strong. They got stuff going on, injuries and stuff like that. But they don't let it get them down, and that's that's really good for me because usually I'm uh, strong alone. But it's good to have a little bit of input, a little bit of uh, you know different perspective. They're they're strong, and sometimes when I'm feeling a little bit uh, droopy, you know, like that uh, I'm, I'm caught in a situation or something's happening. You know, the uh, I know what you said about the uh, the lady there, but. Um, you know what these people know? They know nature, and they know how things work. And uh, when they set you up with a woman, men and women bond. That's what makes it dangerous. Uh, what do you call these people? Um, uh, a candy trap or something like that. It's uh, this lady that so I'm dealing honey, with. Honey trap. Honey trap. Yeah. This woman that I'm dealing with, It's um, she's also a TI, and I know it because of the way they treat her. You know, she's a TI, but she's targeted. So it's it's a really difficult fight. It's um, you know, it's and she's got. Uh, I don't discuss it on the conference calls. Like, with, if we ever talk, we're not. I'll, I'll I'll talk to you about it, but I'm not going to bring that. Kind well, of, uh, okay, hang on one second. I was going to ask you if yeah. uh, if you don't mind asking, are you still with the last woman that I knew that you were with? Is this well, the same woman? Yeah, we've been sharing life for four years now, and uh, the family came in between. The uh, okay. the youngest daughter, yeah, it's a different kind of drama. She came up, she came up with some lies and accusations, and slanderous remarks that um, and then the family got between. Uh, between us, so um, I'm still seeing her. I see her church mostly, and we interact, and I bring her grapes and, and mangoes and things like that. Like we're we're we are intact. We are we don't have a problem with each other. The family has interfered in our relationship and trying to keep us separated. So um, that's where that is at. Um, but yeah, there's some things that uh, I don't want to bring to this call. I don't know these people well enough. You know, and there's a few people. I'm I'm sure that they're hostile towards me because I'm straight up and true. I just don't I don't nonsense around. I just talk straight. It's like I I just it it it, it I guess it hurts because sometimes I just don't I don't consider I just speak uh what's on my mind and it, it kind of hits people hard at times but uh yeah but i'd prefer to talk to you personally sometime about uh about the the, the minute details of what's going on i just keep it basic but uh yeah people just call me jerome if you want if you, if you want to call me you have my number yeah no definitely, definitely um but uh yeah people i was just trying to relay it's it seems like uh, it's impossible that it's this simple, but it's that simple. Just keep things positive. They put a lot of negative stuff in your uh, 
in your world and they talk to you subconsciously and they bring down your uh they bring you down uh subconsciously saying negative things i don't know what they'd say you're ugly or you're stupid or i don't know because it's on a subconscious level so it's it's very it's probably just a whisper to your sub uh, subconscious but it wears you down and they <laughs> put a lot of negative stuff this the stalking the the electronic electronic attacks and the radiation they put it on you they, they put it on you to beat you down psychologically spiritually and physically so if you get a lot of negative and a, a lot of negative energy and you don't put anything positive on it, you're going to be consumed by the negative. But if you bring positive, it fights the negative, you know, hopefully it works out to balance. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I was doing that for, I just got off my, uh, got off my kelter. And I've noticed that now me- mentally I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be again. You know, I just feel better i feel more enriched i feel more you want to understand this word i feel more talawa you know i feel more mighty i feel more energetic um That's good. yeah it's 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 yeah you you just no one's perfect and uh, even with uh even with a kind of warrior attitude you you get you get sogged down with this with, the, with my uh lady missing there it's um it affects you it, that's just another blow, you know, and they know how to play you. So um, I don't know if this was orchestrated where uh, they set this up and then pull her out of my life. I don't know. It might have been. But it worked because now it's uh, it worked because it was heavy on my psyche. You know, breakups, I mean, humans are humans. And you're going to mourn and you're going to uh, you're going to miss. And it's like it. it she traveled with me everywhere. She came to karate. We did yoga. We went to yoga at the rec center. And that part of your life is affected. And when they just uproot this person out of your life, it's going to affect mm-hmm. you. I don't care who you are. And uh, so that yeah. knocked me off my affirmations and everything. So now I'm back, and it makes a difference, folks. I don't know. You think I'm a loud mouth or a thought or obnoxious. It really doesn't matter because everyone's got an opinion. <laughs> and if, if people just sat around worrying about what other people thought of them, they get nowhere in life, and they would say nothing and do nothing. But um, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, affirmations, meditation, mental stuff, mentally positive, singing, uh, dancing. I I know I sound like a broken record. I've been saying I've been singing the same song for years because it works for me. I don't know what else to say, right? So I, I just uh, I relay that information, and most people don't listen. They they uh, they just go through it and just uh, hope for the best. Uh, but you need to do something positive mentally, and yeah, that's that's. Thank you. Thank you, Jerome. I'm glad you're doing well or, or doing better, I should say. And I'm glad yeah. you and your girlfriend got together. Yeah, we we just see each other once a week at church, but it's something. It's better than nothing. Yeah. So she's being, it sounds like she's being very controlled by her family. Her family's in the way. They, they've got her locked down. It's, um, you know, we don't even sit together in church. It's just really annoying that they have so much influence. But, um, yeah. Do they we'll, come to church with her? Um, they drive, they, she gets, uh, she gets driven uh by another uh family called the the jacksons i'll just mention their name 
so she goes to church individually um you know from from myself she she doesn't go with me we just meet there Aww. yeah well, sounds so, like she yeah. has some happiness in her family, huh? Oh uh, yeah, and there's, there's a lot of worries that I do because she has certain. Well, I don't want to discuss it, but um, no, I'm sure. And there, there's a uh, there's just people around her that I worry about that I don't want her to be abused sexually and stuff like that. You know, because she's very meek, way too meek, and she doesn't really stand up. I was kind of like her. I was kind of like her knight, kind of like her warrior. I, I really, I always stood up for her, right? And, uh, but yeah, she is, she's a little bit too meek and she, she succumbs too easy. You know, I think she walks in a little bit of fear of these freaking monsters, right? So, uh, there's not Sounds much like that now. Yeah, I, I just pray a lot and try and try my best, uh, you know, we'll we'll meet up again. Oh, it's a one percent. I better get going before it cuts off. Okay, thank you. Okay, Jerome, take care. Call me whenever. All right then. Thanks. Okay. Did um anyone else want to speak before we end? Let's see. Somebody have their hand raised over here. Yeah. Uh. I thought someone had their hand raised, but maybe they don't. Um, did anyone want to say anything? Six four seven, did you want to say anything? Hello. Okay, I thought you had your hand raised. Maybe not. That's not Let's me, is to, it? No? Um oh maybe that is you, Jerome. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm six four seven, yeah. But uh, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I spoke already. Thank you. No problem. Anyone else? Did you want to speak? If not, we will end. We'll begin cooking my dinner, getting ready for tomorrow. Um, okay, you guys have a blessed week, and thank you for coming to the call. Uh oh, somebody raised their hand. Hold on, let me see. Hello. This is Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi. I just spent a month in the hospital after being targeted again. Oh, uh, no. They put me on Haldol injections. And uh, oh. they're doing a lot of monitoring monitoring on me. And now I'm on Haldol injections. And uh, I'm mandated I'm by the I'm not sure what Haldol is. Is that something, is that a psychiatric medication? Yeah, psychiatric medicines. Oh, I'm sorry. How did you end up in the hospital, if you don't mind sharing? Um, they hit me with, with V2K very badly and remote monitoring. And my social worker and uh, nurse came out to my house, and they found me, like, in a stupor. They called oh. the police and had me put in the hospital for a month. Put me on oh. holodol injections. Oh. I'm being mandated by the course to take them now. And uh, the Haldol injections is very painful. And uh, yeah, I've been doing this thing for years, you know, throwing me in hospitals. And um, 
I couldn't move my arms. I, you know, they were hitting me very hard with, with the remote neural monitoring and controlling my body movements too. And now they're uh, still targeting me with symptoms of halidol injections. And so it's very painful. But uh, I'm getting through it right now. I'm glad I was able to come on the conference call tonight. You know, they've been targeting all day and night for two days. So I got the injections. So look, can oh, wow. I ask you a question? Even even with the, the medication, you still get the V2K? Yes. Okay. So that, that lets you know that it's not psychiatric then, that it really is um, V2K. Because yeah, if, it, give us, if it was a psychiatric condition, the way they try to say, then the medication would, would silence the voices. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't. So yeah. that tells you that it's well, directed. Yeah, they're still, yeah, still playing, um, you know, that's all hallucinating and things like that. It wasn't hallucinating. It was very real. You know, mm -hmm. blocking my body and hitting the voice to skull in my brain and, you know, um, it was very, very painful. Can you tell us more about the specific symptoms of those injections? Yeah. I'm targeting with, with the symptoms of injections now. I'm shaking my body and, you know, and, and uh, part of this kinesia and things like that. But, um, uh, I just know that uh, we have to be on the conference calls to share that because you know they're, they're blocking my body and controlling my body and hitting me very hard in the brain. Sorry, guys. You said they were painful. Yeah, the injections were painful. So throughout throughout your body. Well, symptoms of shaking, you know, and uh, being out of control with my body, you know, and uh, I feel the, the energy is kind of coming and going in my brain all the time, you know, and, and the voices, they're putting, in, they're putting the voices in my brain. When you tell them about the painting, what do they do? Do they try to adjust the dosage or, I mean, I'm sorry, you have to... You're, that you're forced to take that medication, but do they try to uh, adjust the dosage or anything? Well, I was supposed to, I was supposed to get a half a C, uh, uh, 50 milligrams the other day. I think the nurse gave me 100 milligrams against the doctor's will. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you probably, you probably didn't realize that until afterwards, right? No, I realized it before, but she lied to me, I think. Oh. Is there a bad taste? Is there a bad yeah. taste in your mouth associated with it? No. Hmm. Watering of the eyes, blurry vision. Now I'm just shaking my body. Just shaking my body. Well, that's that's why you're having those bad reactions. She's overdosing you. Yeah, exactly. You have to say something about that. 
Yeah. How often um, are you required to, to take these shots? Once a month. Oh. Now I have no job. I have no money. You know, I can really pay my bills. Can you get disability? I was going to say, if they got you taking these drugs under psychiatric care, you're eligible for disability. Yeah. I do have disability. I do have disability. Do you, do you have a safe place to live? Do you live with a relative? No. Are you homeless? No, I'm not homeless, but I can't pay my bills. I'm sorry, what state are you in? I'm in New York. I'm Long Island. Oh, Long Island. I don't know anyone there. Yeah. Make sure you sign up for all services, all social services, because you, you should yeah, qualify. I, know. I get them. I get them, yeah. Good. I get food stamps and I get social disability and Medicare and Medicaid. Well, hopefully you'll be able to pay your bills from those services. Well, some of them, not all of them. Well, make sure you pay your rent so you'll have a, a place to stay. Yeah, I pay my rent, yeah. And then prioritize from there. Yeah. I'm paying my rent, I'm paying my car, I'm paying my... Uh, student loan I'm paying my uh my Geico bill. Yeah. It's all about yeah. putting us in the system and taking control of our lives. Yes. Yeah. This is also about human experimentation. This is what they try to do with me in the hospital is they stuff me up with chips and this is part of the transhumanism where they're actually trying to robotize people. And while they're right. kind of destroying him, they're taking a psychological test on him. And he's very much more susceptible when they put these psychiatric drugs on him so they can basically control him. Uh, one of the cases was um, the child shooter in um, uh, the Red Lake Indian Reservation. And they were finding connections with this, with the Aurora shooter. And um, the real big case was um, the Uber shooter in Ohio where he claimed an application took him over. I've been talking to many people about this. Um, they probably chipped him up sometime in his lifetime, most like the hospital, and then they can make him into a human experiment and then trying to see if they can robotize him to make him like a serial killer or if they can make him like one of these um, active shooters or like some sort of suicide mom or something. And then they so can let me ask you guys a question. Let me, ask, let me ask you guys a question. Because I've heard that when you go to the um, psych ward, you know, when they commit you, um, they try to do a CAT scan. And uh, people have come to this call and said, don't do that CAT scan because I forgot what they said they're doing when they do that. Do you guys know? They're taking, I know they're taking a picture of your brainwave pattern, but there's a reason. And I'm told, yeah. I have been told that you should always decline that CAT scan. They can hook you up to an EEG cloning thing where um, they can put you through a chip. They can connect you through uh, the supercomputer and then they can um, basically uh, follow you and stalk you through an AI computer system. 
Well, they do that anyway. No, that was part yeah. of my Mexico yeah, video is um, covert shipping and black market organ harvesting. It showed how the hospitals were connected with the Department of Homeland Security and the National Security Agency doing this. You shouldn't have an EEG? Uh, it, it deals with an EEG cloning, but there's even more a bizarre story that goes with this. And this um, one family that is associated with the hospital that I knew of that was trying to do this to me, they were telling me that there was a city under Fargo with 900 satanic priests. And supposedly most of the satanic priests actually are doctors because when you're removing organs, that's actually part of satanic ritual. So many of these satanic priests actually are doctors for removal of organs, and that deals with the organ harvesting and various other stuff. But one of the persons who originally came up with the story and said there were 900 satanic priests under the city and the foreign troops and all this other stuff, uh, the rest of the family backed down, and they got scared, and they felt that um, that one sister... They claim that one sister was cloned and the whole, uh, the hospital was doing this. And uh, that's what they need the uh, CAT scan for or an MRI. And basically it's like a record and they can basically download it into whatever the clone is. That's what they claimed anyway. And there's other people that verify on the Internet. And then I went to um, an exorcist priest and I went to Rust Stars group. And I told him the story. I said, I didn't say I believed it. I said, this is what I'm being told. And I'm hearing about Gollum armies uh, from like Psalm 139 where it talks about the Gollum. That's what the Marina Abramovich thing was. That's spirit cooking. What it is is you're taking vital organs and through black magic you're summoning demons to inhabit a vessel. That's what the black magic is. And supposedly that's what they're doing with the hospital under the facility. And that's why you need... The, um, what they claim, the CAT scan. Now, I didn't claim that I believed any of this. So I said, this is what, just what I was told. And so I told this exorcist priest that, and he said, uh, and there was a whole mess to the other story, and he said, yeah, I've heard of that. I'm well aware of that. And he goes, you're probably one of the most well-informed persons that I've run into. He didn't say it was crazy, but he, wasn't, he knows also his phone is tapped, and all his um, homilies are people come in, record them, and leave as soon as they're done. And he can't issue, he's not allowed to speak publicly, and everything that he has in the homily, he has to submit every word to the bishop's office. And then Russ Dizdar said, well, you know, well, people get too frightened about this stuff, and so their eyes just glaze over, so we just don't talk about this. We just talk about the love of Jesus. And I go, why don't you tell people that they're being shipped and potentially being cloned as they're going into these hospitals? And just like, well, it's just too much for them to handle. We just prefer to talk about the love of Jesus. Well, you know, it would probably do a lot better if people knew before they walked into the hospital that this may be a potential and you don't want an MRI or you don't want a CAT scan. And they're just like, well, you know, it's just too much for people to handle. Well, you know what? Great way to be a watchman on the wall. You know, I ran into two people, Protestant and Catholic, and they both believe in the story. I didn't say I people who personally felt that they had family connections with this underground facility and that's what was going on. And I told the two other people and they said, yes, that is happening. Well, two other simple things that they can do while you're doing a CAT scan is they can also chip you with the injection and while you're in the machine, they can get access to your house keys your credit cards or anything you may have in your pocketbook with you in there by yourself. 
That's true. It's very true. Oh my gosh. Well, to the guy that um this happened to, uh Brian, I think is your name. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um do you have to what are some other conditions? Do you have to see a therapist or do you have to You have to go to a clinic? Okay. And they kept you a whole month. Yeah. Wow. I've been there a lot of times. I've been there for longer. Seven months, seven weeks. Yeah, I have known. I knew one TI that stayed, what, two years because she refused the medication. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have personally never gone through that, but uh, my son did. They. You guys probably heard this story before, but they pretty much kidnapped my son um, from the hospital emergency room and uh, put him in a mental institution. I think he stayed like three days. And um, I didn't know about the CAT scan thing then, so I do believe that they uh, took a CAT scan of him when they took him. And um, he's still traumatized by that. They still traumatized, so they do it. They do it. Never trust social workers to tell you that at the hospital. Never trust social workers anywhere. Well, I guess it depends on what type of social worker, because my husband is a social worker, um, but he doesn't do like home visits or anything. He he helps people to get services they need at the welfare office. So. We can't put everybody in one, you know what I mean? There's different types of social workers is what I'm trying to say. Those hospital social workers, be careful. The ones that are just helping you get your food stamps or something like that, that, that shouldn't be a problem, you know. We just have to be well, wise. It, it may not be well. It may not be the job they're doing as much as the people doing it. There you go. There you go. Because we can't. You know, I had to learn that with police officers because I'm so heavily targeted uh, by police officers. I, I had to realize that all of them are corrupt. You know, so we really can't put everybody in one category. There's good and bad. There's inner circles. You know, I believe that there are inner circles with the police department. I don't think they're all bad. Well, I don't think all the politicians are bad either. Yeah. Well, a lot of our whistleblowers uh, emerged from being good people, and they were turned against and treated money badly, even targeted, simply because they tried to do the right thing. Most of the people that work for the government, including the police department and social workers, as far as the hospitals, I'll say that. But they're, they're all under order. They're all under someone's order. And either you follow your orders or you become a whistleblower and go on Ella Free's calls or Renata's call and tell your story. 
Yeah. Do you work? What kind of work do you do? I don't work. They forced me into uh, disability. Forced disability. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of work did you do? I was a welder, worked at power plants, made my way up to a assistant engineer at some oh. nuclear plants and uh, worked for myself. For did, the you last, know, uh, did you know you were targeted back then? I, I wasn't aware. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. someone was out to get me one way or another perhaps even someone took a hit out on me or something like that and uh, somewhere along the way i found some targeted individuals and uh, started learning uh, about what was going on and what's happening and uh, well the bottom line of it all is uh, i met as many that have passed and are no longer with us as I have the ones that are still around. And that makes me very aware that we are being uh, taken out a little at a time. Yeah. Well, it'll be okay, you guys. It's, it's hard. You know, it's hard. The target is hard. We're going to be okay. When all of this government stuff rolls out, um, which is rolling out fast, this whole new world order, when they put their final touches on things, which is what I believe they're doing now, I think we're going to have the advantage, actually, because we're, number one, we're awakened, and we know the truths behind all this stuff. There are so many people, um, I can think of some some people, particularly older people that I know, who are just so blind to all of the realities of this world. They just don't believe anything. They believe everything they see on the news. <laughs> they don't believe any of this corruption. They definitely don't believe the targeting. Um, and I think those people are going to have a rude awakening one day. Hate to say it. I think the majority but, of them, you can't. I, I don't think you could wake them up with an atom bomb. But I am an older person, and I I am aware of everything that's going on and then some it concerns me that most people are not aware most people actually don't really even have a clue as to what's really going on because they seem to continue leaving out the one biggest issue that all of us are afflicted i believe is the correct word afflicted with and that is uh what they can't see and I believe uh-huh. it's also the I believe it's also the deception uh, amongst us that the Bible speaks of, and that is simply this mind control, the MK Ultra. Uh-huh. Right. And I definitely didn't mean to say that all older people are asleep. I know, I know you uh, did. Because I'm yeah, an older person myself. Did. Yeah, I'm older myself. Um, yeah. But. 
I'm saying some, some that I know that, that are not obviously targeted. Some of them I believe are targeted, but they don't know about it. Um, and maybe that's why they're not awakened. Well, maybe, it's maybe they're targeted definitely wakes you up. Yeah. Well, what I was getting at is maybe it has nothing to do with age. Maybe it actually has more to do with the mind control. Could be, yeah. Could be. Well, you guys, if you don't have anything else, then we'll end. Anybody else want to say anything? Star two if you are muted. Let me see if anybody... Um, guest six says, let me see. Um, MD Bean says if he's a veteran, speaking of Brian, um, he could get disability in about eight months. I think he says he gets disability already. Um, guest six says, Halidol is used to treat psychotic disorders like schizophrenia. Yeah. Well, I think he feels trapped. I mean, they forced it on him. Either that or I think he would have had to stay in the hospital. It's real. I'm well, really sorry. Yeah, they forced yeah. it on him because uh, we got billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars floating around available to medical facilities and I'm sorry, mental facilities and mental doctors made available by the government and they've got to come up with them some mental patients in order to get that money. Yeah. Yeah. This whole world is is over uh what do you call it? Over medicated. And you know, I notice when I go to the doctor, they never talk to me about natural, natural remedies. Everything we need to heal ourselves, God already put here, is natural. But they don't push that because they're not getting, uh, getting money out of it. There's a doctor. On I'm sorry. Go ahead. I have talked to some people in the natural remedy, and after my experience in the hospital, one of these doctors actually seem as though they are um, genocidal. So when you look at the camps in Germany, they were all run by doctors. The side effects often of these drugs are death, and uh, usually you get one, you need many others for side effects, and so it's a huge money-making generator. At the same time, they're slowly killing you. Yeah. So they're siphoning off the money as much as they can while still killing you. It's not necessarily that they're there to help you. It's a slow genocide. Yeah. I know if uh, if Brian would like to call me anytime, he can take my number and uh, call me. Um, uh, I know a couple people in New York, one in Queens and one in Long Island, and see if he can see if they can connect or something. But he's in a horrible condition to um, be by himself because these are. Um, these programs are just insidious, and they are deliberately trying to 
ramrod people into these uh, programs, and he probably did nothing. Um, I found many of the people that I was in the hospital, about one half of them were TIs. And what they were describing is something somewhat similar to what he was going through, and what it sounds like what it could have been is an attack of scopolamine. So all of a sudden you're kind of disoriented, not knowing what's going on, and then they can immediately shove you in the hospital and throw you on all these drugs and say you're crazy and then use you as a biological experiment, and then they're on. Brian, are you still there? Yeah, I'll take your number. Okay. Um, it's 612 271 4051. 271 4051. What's your name? My name's Kim. Kim. All right, thank you, Kim. Yeah, no Thank you, Kim. That's very nice of you to offer. Yeah, I'm so sorry for what you're going through because um, they literally tried to throw me on false charges and tried to try me owning all the court system. They own, my, they own the judge, they own my lawyer, they own all the social workers, all the doctors. They were all lying, and I wasn't allowed to submit evidence. I wasn't allowed to call witnesses. Um, I wasn't allowed my court-mandated medical records. And when I got out due to a fluke, kind of a miracle, you shall we say, um, I found out that they were going to force drug me before the hearing as well. I mean, the fix yeah. was in. They're taking it's 4051. 4051. Yep. Okay, yep. thank you. And also, if, if, if you guys, if anyone ever finds themselves in a situation like that, dealing with the police or in the uh, mental institution or something, make sure you contact someone from the TI community because there have been many times where we have all did a calling campaign up to the psych wards and we've called and like, why are you holding this person? Uh, one person we actually was able to get released. So uh, make sure you guys reach out to someone. Hopefully it doesn't happen to anyone anymore, but just in case. Thank you. Because when they know someone cares about you, you know, friends. All right, you guys, we're going to end for real. Um, talk to you guys next Sunday. Have a blessed week, everybody. You too. Okay, thank you. Good night. Good night. All right.